Hi there. Welcome. This is Yukiko Amaya of My Goddess Path. And um, I'm so glad you could make it today. This is goddess and energy coming alive. So hope you're all doing well. So first of all, I wanted to introduce myself to you. My name is Yukiko Amaya. I am priestess of goddess and priestess of Avalon. I am a healer, a shamanic practitioner, and a teacher, and the founder of My Goddess Path, which is the place from where I do all of my work, including one-on-one sessions to rituals and workshops. Also, the Goddess Wheel, which is a one-year course on all of the energies of the goddess around the wheel of the season, and also where I design, if you like, with the goddess, uh, these sacred immersions to very powerful sacred places around the world for about 10 days. And we immerse ourselves in the energy of the land and of the goddess. So I'm really glad that you're here. I was born in Japan and I lived there for a while. I also had the uh, the fortune and the opportunity of spending my childhood in Australia. And it was a very wonderful way to connect in with just the raw power of nature. And as an adult, I've also spent many years in France and I came to the United States first to, to California around 1990. And I have been here ever since. So right now, I live on the East Coast in Northern Virginia, not too far from Washington, D.C., but right at the end of the Blue Ridge Mountains and right beside this beautiful, beautiful valley called the Shenandoah Valley. And so right now, I want to thank the ancestors of the land that I am on, where the land of the Manahoac people, of the Monacan Confederacy, of the Sioux tribe. And I thank them for this beautiful, powerful land that I am on and on which I have their permission or their ancestral permission to do ritual. And I thank them. So I also encourage you to find whose ancestral lands you are on currently. So I just briefly wanted to tell you about how goddess came into my life. And because I grew up in a very, very academic family. But I do remember as a young child, once I saw my mother sort of looking rather sad, and I I went up to her and I said, Mommy, are you okay? And she said, I'll always be fine, because goddess is always with me. And I must have been three or four, I had no idea what she was talking about. But that came back to me as goddess started to show up in my life. And initially, it was through all the yogic studies and the tantric yoga studies that I pursued. So I encountered, you know, the wonderful goddesses Saraswati and Lakshmi, Kali, Tripura, Sundari, you know, many, many goddesses, Tara. And then one day, Mary Magdalene, out of the blue, showed up. And she led me on a very wonderful journey through the south of France and into the UK and to Glastonbury. And there I encountered the Lady of Avalon in my journeys and my meditations. And she really insisted that I come and train there. And so I went into training in Glastonbury for three years and was made a priestess of goddess and then priestess of Avalon. So she is a really, really powerful energy in my life. And I really wanted to share that with you. But before I continue further, I would like to introduce you to um, my very special guest and friend, Amy Potter from The Earth Creative. So yes, welcome, Amy. Thank you. Yeah, I I wanted to introduce Amy to you all. She is an alchemist, and she is also a healer, a seer, a folk herbalist, wonderful singer, and an amazing artist. She's incredibly creative, and she is very much connected with goddess and with the fairy energies. 
I think, in her day-to-day as well as in the, the work that she does. So, hi, Amy. Welcome to uh, Facebook Live. Thank and, you for me. Yeah, and thanks for joining in with me today about, you know, conversation about goddess and energy. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how, I don't know, how goddess came into your life? Sure. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. It's it's really fun to be here and get to talk about goddess. I think that there's any of my friends and um, followers that are here, I think that some of them might think that goddess is, is, a, is a new thing for me, but it was actually many, many years ago, I think I was in my early 20s, and I had a good friend who introduced me to the Wheel of the Year, and we would do celebrations, like I remember a summer solstice celebration that we did on her little deck in Leesburg. But it was my first kind of foray into this world of energy. And um, I started collecting crystals and bought green witch spell books. So I started working with nature in a more direct way in my early 20s, but found out pretty quickly that doing spells is a tricky thing. So that enforcing or influencing your will on energies doesn't necessarily, it produces the outcome that you want, but not necessarily what's in the highest and best interest. So I think I, at the time, Bridget Jones' diary came out, uh, the book and the movie. So just being cheeky, I said, you know, I think I need to give myself a witch name. So I called myself Bridget after Bridget Jones' diary, but knowing that she was also a goddess, but I didn't know much about her at all. And that night, I um, had a dream that I was carrying my cat Shakespeare through um, a wheat field, and under the, it was a tamped down wheat field, and under all of the wheat were snakes. And um, I took Shakespeare to this big rock outcropping to safety. And I woke up the next day and looked up the goddess Bridget and realized that a lot of her symbolism came through in my dream. And I had no idea. I hadn't read about, I mean, I, she'd come in, in passing. So I thought, wow, like this is an amazing synchronicity. But, you know, life went on and I kind of paused on all of that and, and put, it, put it aside. And I always had, have and continue to have a love for nature. So that didn't go anywhere. But it was many years later, most recently, that goddess has become more direct in my life. Um, I've stepped into a role as a healer through my work with flowers. I'm a floral designer by trade, but that wasn't very spiritually satisfying for me anymore. So I kind of did a redirect and started to look at my work with flowers as a healing modality. I'm there for births and deaths and marriages and um, realized that they aren't just a, a frivolous thing, that there was something very sacred. So I started um, a business called From the Earth Creative. And while I did that Reiki uh, healing modality that works with energy came into my life as well. And so things sort of exploded. And that led me to my work with Yukiko, who I've been on her journey through the seasons um, and deep dive into goddess. And that's made me realize what an influence that it wasn't just coincidence that Bridget called to me 20 some years ago, that really she's been guiding me my entire life as, as the patron goddess of healers and domestic animals and poetry and seers. I, I was like, huh, look, there she's been all my life. So that's kind of in a nutshell, my my entry into the world of goddess. Wow, that's that's really wonderful. And you know, I'm sure that many of you just watching this, you know, you might also have similar stories because I feel like the the energy of the goddess is really coming awake. You know, it has been in the 20th century there were, you know, many people the late 19th, 20th century, Dion Fortune is is a person that I think of connected with Glastonbury. And it's it's becoming more and more alive as I think as women, we bring ourselves back from this kind of hibernation or incredible coma almost that we've been in for the past 5,000 years or so of patriarchy. And it's, you know, we need to really shift and and nature is saying please please shift you know it's so it's so prevalent um yeah i think you um you bring up a really good point is that when i started doing um st started doing my reiki training and i'm trained up through the master teacher level or attuned 
And um, I've done courses in herbalism and learned a lot about crystals and all of this. And, you know, as I'm quote unquote learning it, it really feels like an act of remembering rather than learning. And so I do completely feel that awakening that you're talking about, that it is, it's it's awakening something that's deep inside of us. It's we carry it in our blood and bones as women. So because we come from generations of healers and women that were connected to the earth in a really sacred, profound way. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really true about remembering. I have many clients who have said, I can, I, I'm almost... I can remember it, but I don't know how to connect with it. And so it's it's um, it's really been fascinating um, accompanying people in reweaving that consciousness and the knowledge back in this lifetime, in this century, in this moment, you know, in our history. And it doesn't, you know, it's, um, I think it's a really um, a powerful moment for a lot of women coming to recognize what it means to be a woman because we don't have a great deal of role models to really look at you know and success in the in the 20th century with all the wonderful women who broke the glass ceiling in a way it was done by becoming even more male Mm-hmm. That's masculine, yeah. Yeah, than the men. So we kind of really took on patriarchy and said, okay, I've figured out how to do this. And I'm going to be better at you, better at doing that right. than, than the guy next to me. And they had to really work hard. And I'm not denigrating any of that work. I think that it was part of the, the necessary pathway. And also, I feel that now it's a different, you know, it's up to us right now to to start to widen that pathway. And to go, well, the power isn't in what the patriarchy has proposed to us, you know, that the power is in connecting with oneself, but also with everything around us as like an equal member of the web of life. Right. Yeah. I was thinking that when um, I was thinking about our talk today or our conversation today, and I said, you know what, what really is goddess? For me, it is an individual connection with the self. I mean, for me, it goddess is the goddess within. However, it's the goddess within that connects to everything. So there's an individuality to it, but there's this like beautiful circle and this expansion to it that connects you with everything and everyone. So yeah, it sort of feeds, it feeds in and of itself. I am nature and nature is me, you know? So, and it yeah. moves us out of that linear um, linear way of being in the world. And I think COVID for, for me and for many brought that to the surface. All of a sudden time stopped in a really linear way. And we didn't have the day to day, especially during the time that we were mm-hmm. you know, on lockdown. We didn't have that, oh, today must be Wednesday because I'm doing this. Like it was sort of one day bled into the next. And it opened up this very, for me, feminine creative space, but it's an uncomfortable space because you go outward instead of forward or backward. And and it made me think about the reason or how From the Earth Creative was born. And I was working with a healer and to teach people how to connect with their intuition and with their most like wise, wise parts of themselves. And she just breathes and connects you. She has you breathe and connect deeply with the earth until you're super heavy there. And all of a sudden in that stillness, like this magic comes flooding through and it expands. And my grandfather visited me and my father. And I just thought, ah, like this is that still creative space that feminine, it feels very feminine. And COVID, COVID sort of did that too, but it's, but it's uncomfortable. Oh, I think, yeah. So the way my first business was called Country Way, and it was based on, um, there was a lot of folk herbalism underneath it all, the symbolism of rosemary for remembrance and roses for love. But I approached that business in a very masculine, patriarchal way. Like I set goals, and in one year I was going to do this, and in three years I was going to do that. 
And I did that. And in 10 years, I was so exhausted that I didn't have anything left. So that's mm. when I started doing work with this healer. And then I connected with the stillness and with myself. And I thought, huh, there's a different way of doing business, of being and of being in the world personally. But that does but it is a more creative, it's a more creative space than that purely gold centered, driven, masculine way that's really successful. You see a lot of success, but like as a soul, I started to become depleted in that way of being. So I think it opens up a different way of yeah. um, experiencing yourself and the world around you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so beautifully said, you know, wonderfully said, Amy, because this linear way of thinking and even thinking about what success is, you know, what is success? And so much of it is now driven by fame or money and abundance is, you know, equals how much stuff do you have? You know, what kind of cars in your garage and, and so on and so forth. And again, it's, I'm not denigrating any of that. However, it, it's such a narrow way of living and it's such a, it almost feels to me like, like sending oneself to prison. You know, it's, 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 uh, nobody is sending anybody to prison. It's, it's in thinking in those ways, we narrow ourselves so much from the actual capacity as, as a life form on this planet and as, as a human coexisting with so many of this amazing species on this plane we're just even just only talking about this plane and when i say this plane people <laughs> it means you know the mundane world of what we can see the uh, the material mundane world and there is so much energy and for the lack of better word magic in this everyday life that is much more than making money and becoming famous or getting the book out or and there is something the, the word abundance has really shifted for me the more I've done goddess work because it's really meant that my soul is satisfied right it's like what you're talking about yeah. and um and in that way I think for me when I speak about goddess I'm not talking about beautiful ladies wearing you know lovely clothes with the halos around them wafting around. It's that too. <laughs> I was just about to say that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and also it's, um, it's this amazing imminent or amazing energy or life force that is in everything. It's in, in, animate and inanimate objects. It's in, it's in the trees, the plants, you know, the organic, life of the animals and insects and these are much easier to see of the sky and the clouds and rain and wind and all the elements those are all goddesses in the world that i see because it suddenly creates a world that's not wasn't made just for humans it's not a world where everything is is subsumed in in a role to serve us but that we live in a really rich world where there is divinity in everything, in right. um, a child's smile, but also in your cat, you know, or in the oak tree that's coming out with leaves right now and the pink buds, in the, in the, the, the movement of the air. And suddenly we're asked to see beyond, you know, my need. What can you do for me? You know, how much are you going to get me? Are you going to get me where I want to? In looking at everything according to need to feed into my scheme to get to the top. But suddenly I'm in conversation with this amazing ecstatic richness of life. And that to me is goddess or the, you know, when I talk about goddess, it's about this way. First of all, it's about this point of view, a way of seeing, just like you were saying, yeah. you know, that's, that's completely different. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I would say, Mamie, you're talking about abundance. You made me think I started several in October, I think, a, a daily ritual of waking up before sunrise. And some days as a creative, you know, your worst fear is to wake up and not be able to create something, you know, but I think it speaks to letting letting that go. But watching the sunrise, I connected with that abundant creative energy, that endless. You know, I thought about, gosh, like the millions of sunrises that came before and the millions of sunrises that will come after. Like just you tap into something that really is beyond your comprehension. And to start to embrace that kind of abundance and to surrender, to trust in that there will be a million more sunrises. I mean, if we take care of our planet, but there's a sense when you connect with nature in that way um, of looking at the life cycle and the millions of rotations we've gone around this whole cycle of years that you go, wow, like that's abundance. It's an abundance that you can't even comprehend. So why waste your time casting spells when you can tap into that field of potentiality and say, mm -hmm. like, this is what I want. Like, I want an abundantly successful business that speaks to my heart and to my spirit and whatever success that doesn't mean like I want a million dollars that would be great but like the abundance of seeing the joys like my cherry I was hoping to broadcast from outside today because um, the cherry trees are in full bloom wow. and just experiencing the abundance of those millions of petals unfurling and like to me that's an abundance that's beyond our, our human mind to understand, like our souls can understand it. And that's where that energy comes in, that we are connected on an, from an energetic stance to that abundance and we're a part of that. So it's not outside of us, it's within us. And, you know, so yeah, abundance has really, that idea of abundance has really shifted for me doing goddess work and, and energy work. It's limitless. And that's an amazing thing to think of, well, I mean, what if I can't write that poem tomorrow? Well, there's going to be another one, just like there'll be another sunrise and another sunset and another winter and another spring. So, yeah, I mean, nature is is a lot more than just pretty petals on a tree, you know? Yeah. And I, I really love the point that you touched on there, Amy, about there's this thing of wonder. Yeah. That, that wonder, the amazement, the awe and wonder you know, and to find that the ecstatic connection with the world, which is sort of the beginning place where a portal opens up and we're able to walk into a world where everything is in conversation. And it's that amazement, which is, I feel also the way into healing, you know, that somehow healing to make whole, you know, is, is really about the capacity to be able to be amazed, to be to be able to join in to the chorus of creative life that's yeah. happening every single moment, whether we're, we're there or not, it's happening. Yep. You know? Yeah. You know, I also wanted to, um, maybe this is a good time to segue into talking about the this concept in, especially in the Celtic way of looking at, or we call it Celtic, okay, people. So goddess, there it's too too big and deep a subject to go into it really fully right now. But part of the Western uh, system of looking at goddess, a Western way of looking at goddess has been passed down despite paganism being brought down by Christianity and sort of looked at as something evil. And um, you know, we all know about the the terrible witch hunt. That, um, that happened in Europe for three centuries. But despite all of that, there were these traditions that were kept alive, very hidden and kept alive, and now they're coming back again. And the Celtic world was very instrumental in maintaining the goddess cultures that came before them. Some of it, at least we can kind of glean what that might have been through the Celtic mythologies and stories and things. And in the Celtic system, which I find find really fascinating, is instead of there being, you know, heaven and hell and this world, it's this world and other world. And it's the world of the scene where we are and 
the other world, the unseen. And so we can also talk about energy as being something that is unseen. And yet we know that everything scientifically, everything in this world is energy. Um, but with, the, with this world and the other world, and we talk about the other world and the, the entry points into the other world can be incredible, powerful places in the world, you know, and we can just even feel into our own bodies. And the way of entering into our unconscious, subconscious is, is through dreams, but also by bringing our attention and intention to a place in our own bodies that holds that power. For many people, it's the heart center, you know. For many women, it's actually the womb. And when we focus in on these areas, we can also be find a gateway to go into the other world. Just as much as like walking up to your beautiful cherry tree when it's in full bloom and it has that magic, it has that energy of awe somehow, you know? And the other world is, of course, in the West, connected with fairy or the fae, or as the um, the Irish call them, the, the she. It's written S-I-D-H-E. And many of you may have heard Banshee, the woman of the she, you know, woman of the other world. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about fairies because you are very connected with fairies. Very fairy. Yeah. How did they like start to come into your awareness? The fae. Yeah. I mean, I think it started when I was a little girl and um, one of my favorite unicorns, I think the fairy and unicorn, the, they're very connected for me. And, but I loved stories of fairies and unicorns when I was a little girl, but you know, I think, and then through as I, and I always loved flowers. So I think my segue or my portal into the fairy world was originally through flowers. And, but I had a, like a, a profound experience and I haven't shared it with many people because it kind of makes me sound a little crazy, but it's okay. I'm going to share it. I moved into this um, house where we live now about 20 years ago. And I felt like it was very, it was a very magical, magical property. And I worked with an intuitive at the time just to have her check in with the energies of the land. And she said, you know, I'm being told for you to put a St. Bridget's cross over your front door. And I giggled to myself because it was only about maybe two or three years earlier that I had given myself the witch name Bridget. So I was like, well, that makes sense. Okay. And then about, I don't know, six or eight months later, I had this painting next to my bed and it's of this woman that reminded me um, of my, she was in a, I think she's a debutante and in my California days, I was actually a debutante, which I also don't tell many people, but uh, she reminded me, but she was very sad, which is what I kind of felt at this coming out party. And, but I was having trouble sleeping. And one night this painting kind of came to life. Like there was this beautiful light that came through the window or through my doorway actually, and no lights were on in the house and it centered the painting. And I heard that this painting was a portal for me, that I could walk through this portal and all of a sudden be able to see the fairies and see the other world. And at the time I, like I said, I was reading Celestine prophecy of all things at the time as well. And I was like, are you kidding me? I don't want to see the fairies and I don't want to see the other world. So I was like, I'm going to close my eyes and, and hide back under the covers because it was just, it was too much for me at the time, but they were always there and, and waiting for me. So, you know, I think in the past five or six years, probably um, I work with them more directly now. And um, I'm not, that world is actually very beautiful. The other world is a, is a remarkable world and a place I, I think I wrote for my website, we become magicians in the space between words and sentences, notes and song, you know. So to me, that space mm -hmm. is the other world, is a space, a creative space that we as humans can co-create with. So while I've always done that, like it was in a more profound, profound way when I started working with energy. And fairies for me feel 
there's a lightness to them and a strength. And, um, and I'm starting to get to know, I think, different, for lack of a better word, races of fairies, because they're not all the twinkling little fairies that we imagine dancing in the, in the flowers. They're there too, but um, the other world is an incredibly powerful place of creation through your spirit, you know? So to me, it's a place where we are able to express that deepest part of ourself. And you don't have to be a creative like me and making fairy crowns and painting. Like we all in our stillness have access to that space between. The knife, to me, that feels very much like the other world. Yeah. So a place of wisdom. Oftentimes, I will go into the other world to receive instruction of even of how to proceed about something, about a project, because I have a very strong will. I'm very willful. <laughs> and, and there was a time, maybe about 20 years ago, when I was at my wit's end because I had tried and done everything and I was really unhappy. And uh, I'm happy with, with the work that I was doing. I was being flown around the world producing you know, huge commercials, television commercials for these companies. And I just, I was so unhappy. And I was in a, a relationship with, with a perfectly wonderful guy and I was not happy. And so in, I remember going to, to see this wise man and said, I am so unhappy, but I don't know what to do. And basically I've done everything I'm, and I have a sense that my will, if I follow my will, it's leading me down a path that I have, I, I don't even want to go down. Right. So right. I, I don't know what to do. And this wise person said to me, I have exactly the practice for you. And I said, thank goodness, somebody's got a practice for me. And he gave me this chant. And uh, he was a yogi from India. And but this yogi, or a, a scholar, actually, Panditji, he gave me this practice wherein I had to chant to the Great Mother, saying, I give myself over to you, and I will follow you. Let it be your will, not mine. And after doing that practice, it's my life really started to shift and change, and uh, in a very big way. And it wasn't always easy, but there was something that felt real, that felt true in what I was starting to to craft because life as well is like a creative process we are one of the biggest artists yeah. each one of us you know we manifest the life that we create yeah. and so that's it's become a practice for me to always consult with with the other world for me it's usually the lady of Avalon but sometimes there are others that show up so it's I feel like the, the way perhaps, you know, and this is something that's been coming to me is that perhaps the way that we're supposed to be creating here in this world is in conjunction with all the other energies, you know, that, that we are weaving together an enormous tapestry yeah. and that when we cut everything else off, somehow the craft of how to really go about doing that is lost. Yeah. And we start just focusing on one area instead of this whole thing that need, needs to be woven somehow, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, I think that's a really beautiful way of putting it. And I think it's like the tapestry of all of our energies. And I think that the work that you do and the work that I do and mo many of the healers do is... To me, it's our intuitive, our intuition and our spirits are, are connected with that other world. And when we start to truly live our lives from a place of spirit, then we do connect. I mean, just from a scientific level, we are connecting, consciously tapping into that energy that connects us all. And it's a lot easier. It's harder in some ways because our egos want to keep us safe and our egos say, oh, you need a business plan. I do have a business plan, but it's a way different business plan than, you know, from the patriarchal, like, here's my five-year goal, you know, breaking down the finances. But like our egos want us to have that safety net. And like I've been doing a lot of what I teach or share with my clients is this this act of surrendering into that tapestry where we're all connected and surrender takes this huge 
leap of faith or this huge act of trust to say, goddess has me or whomever you want to put your faith in, you can put your faith in yourself or the stars. It doesn't, but it takes that, that trust to say, um, it's, everything's going to turn out okay. Cause our egos want to control it and say, this is the way to make everything okay. And I can live life like that, but my soul says no. And you're not truly connecting into that tapestry when you live when you live life that way, but when you start to awaken that spirit, that tapestry just grows tighter and tighter and tighter and the more wisdom you're able to access. And it is this process of allowing rather than willing it. I can will my goals to happen very easily, but it's exhausting. Or I can take a step back and listen to my soul and say, yeah, what are you, or goddess? Because I mean, there's many ways I think that we can access that. We can access it through journeying or we can listen to our gut. Like, what does our gut say? Do I, should I produce another concert series? It might make me money and everything in my body goes, Ugh. or I can continue on my path with goddess and with the healing and my body just opens up. So when we live in that open yeah. place, I think that's where that the weaver of life and the tapestry just becomes really rich and beautiful. Yep, that's so true, you know. Um, do you want to, to share with us some of the, the projects that you are working with right now in your work at, at, from the Earth Creative? Sure. There's um, there's a lot. So um, most imminently, I'm very excited about this. I've been holding ceremony, particularly at the winter solstice, for many years now, and it's and I'm getting braver and braver in in the way I hold ceremony, thanks to my work with Yukiko. She's. I think that that's another thing that we haven't really touched upon is that bravery of being yourself when you live from a place of spirit. You're living from like the most embodied part of yourself and it takes a lot of courage and it's kind of scary to uh to beat drums and to sing for people and to hold ceremony but i'm very excited to share in a, in a deeper more profound way these seasonal celebrations and i started writing a book that i've been wanting to do for many years and it is it's based on my business from the earth creative and it's an enchanted journal through the seasons it's my own private diary of uh, daily rituals like waking with the sun and herbal recipes and just inspirations on how to connect with nature in a very cognizant, um, intentional way. And when we connect with nature, we really connect to the deepest parts of ourselves. So I started that. And I recently, uh, I have been making flower essences for many years too. And it's basically just a way to capture the vibrational energy of flowers and use them to bring out certain aspects of the self or heal. But it was Dr. Batch from Wales who originally created the flower essences. So I have started my first course into a certification to use his, his flower essences. Nice. So I'm very excited about that one. Yeah. So I think that those are the three big ones right now, but I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some because I am ever the creative. So I have, as Bridget would say, a lot of irons in the forge. So, yeah. You also work one-on-one -on -one with people? I do. I do. Um, I'm a Reiki practitioner, but my, my sessions, and I work one-on-one, -on -one, and I do have some um, Reiki classes coming up this year, too, for anybody who's interested in learning more about Reiki. But I do have a private practice, and my sessions, while they are, um, while I do channel Reiki energy, which means universal life force energy, because I'm in a very open state, they tend to be intuitive sessions as well as Reiki healing sessions. So they're, they're kind of, they're really fun actually, sometimes pretty intense, but it, they're, it's a really great way if you're working through something. I've worked with a lot of clients who are going through a grieving process or changes. I mean, really in our day-to-day -day lives, we get a, kind of out of balance too. So it's just a way to reconnect with the self. And I usually give you some fun homework, like go out and watch a sunrise or go buy something for yourself that, you know, really kind of speaks to your heart. Sometimes we just need to indulge and do a little self-care. So my sessions are, they're very creative as am I, but they're fun. Great, great. And you also work with 
animals, like with I horses. Do, I do. I work a lot of um, specifically with horses, but I've worked with my fair share of dogs too. So cats, they're their own beast. So I think that they're, I think that they're the Reiki healers of the world, probably. <laughs> they don't get too many That's calls true. from cats. Yeah. Yeah. But I so do, I, I think, think I have an equine Reiki class coming up in, in late May. I haven't posted it yet, um, but it'll be specifically for people in the horse world um, or people who have a passion for horses, but it's um, specifically to help foster relationships, deeper relationships with your equine companions. And it will help with competition and that kind of stuff too. So wonderful. So yeah, so I think it's streaming, right? It's been streaming, but yes, go and check out what Amy is doing at fromtheearthcreative.com. And you'll you be able to find connect. me on Facebook too. And right. uh, my handle on Instagram is also from the Earth Creative. So pretty easy to find. Great. And we didn't really go very much into Beltane, just briefly, but Beltane is the beginning of summer. And again, it's it's a it's more of a Celtic tradition of looking at the eight divisions um, of the year. So in the wheel, there are eight divisions. It's the there's the the, the, the winter and summer solstices and the spring and autumn equinoxes. And then we have the cross quarter festivals. So right between winter solstice and the spring equinox is Imbolc, where in the tradition, in the Avalonian tradition, it's Bridget is right there as the alchemist and the healer and the artist. And then between spring equinox and summer solstice is Beltane. It's around uh, the end of April, early May, somewhere around there. And it's really th the awakening of that passionate energy, as Amy was saying earlier on, your sexuality and sensuality. And you look at the world around it, everything is coming alive and want to come together to create, to procreate. And that energy, that passion is right there. And the full moon time is a very powerful time to do ritual. Uh, I also invite you to check out at mygoddesspath.com and the rituals section. There is a full moon ritual that I pre-record for each full moon that you can access about four days before the full moon. And the full moon energy works like two days on either side so that you can really choose your moment to do the ritual, I guide you through the preparation and the doing of the ritual itself through the video. So those of you interested, uh, go take a look. And then for Beltane on May 1st, there will also be a Beltane ritual for Beltane where we move and dance and go into a place of wisdom through our physical body into that place of connection where we are right in the threshold of this world and other world. And we have, you know, we're receiving information from both sides. And it's, a, it's an amazing way to connect in with where you are. I think that's something that we forget a lot. We think about who we are, but we tend to forget about where we are. And I feel like it's so important to know not only directionally, but in relationship to all that is around us, you know, where are we? And from there, we can maybe start to glean who we are. Yeah. So, yes, I encourage you to check out those rituals. I'm going to just say something about Yuhiko's rituals. I've been, I think, I think the summer solstice will mark two two years, I think, that, or is it? Maybe yeah. so, yeah. I think that was my first, but... um. Yukiko's rituals are a really profound way of connection. I mean, they're it asks you to be in your body in such they ask you to be in your body in such a different way that usually in our everyday lives we don't take the time to feel into that space and to connect into the stars and to connect into the earth. And so I highly encourage any any of you who haven't done ritual with Yukiko to sign up because they change your life, you know? I mean, they really, like I was talking before, call you to live from your heart center and from your spirit. And yeah, and when you start doing that, 
life changes pretty dramatically for the better. So. Yeah. Thank you. She didn't pay me to say that either. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. So is there something else that you wanted to add on, Amy, before we... I think so. I just want to thank everybody for listening and for being with us today and you, Kiko, for having me and um, really oh. thanking you, Kiko, for leading me on this journey into goddess and into myself. She's made a really um, huge impact on my experience of the world mm -hmm. and myself. So thank you. Wow. Thank you. So before we go, I wanted to invite those of you who are here to just simply, because we've been talking about connecting, but we haven't really actually done it. So in a very easy way, so you can be standing or seated. And if you're seated in a chair, I encourage you to uncross your legs and have both feet flat on the floor. And if you're sitting on the floor cross-legged, just feeling the sit bones dropping in and the spine rising like a beautiful serpent up the tree of life. And letting your breath just come naturally as you slowly start to drop your body weight towards the earth, towards the great mother earth. Good. That's it. Softening maybe 5% more the entire skin on your body. Good. And if your jaws are tense, just soften your jaws. And then using your imagination. Sense this beautiful ball of light growing in your heart center. And then with your next exhale, feel that ball of light starting to shoot a thread of light down through your belly all the way through your legs down through your feet, through the floorboards, into earth. And just keep on visualizing, imagining, feeling this thread of light connected with your heart fire, moving down through the earth, past the roots of trees, past the stones and crystals and caves of minerals, past the underground waterways, moving down through bedrock and into the magma of Mother Earth. And keep on going through this molten rock all the way to the heart center of Mother Earth. And as you reach there, Simply breathe with her for a few breaths. Breathing the heartbeat of Mother Earth. Good, and then with your next inhale, bringing that thread of light now imbued with Mother Earth energy back up through the magma, through bedrock, through the underground waterways, the caves of minerals and crystals, through beautiful stones, past the root system and the soil, the bodies of all of our ancestors, back through the floorboards, through your feet, up through your legs, through your belly and into your heart. The earth mother fire now mixing with your heart fire. And then with your next inhale, 
see a thread of light shooting upwards through your throat, through your head, out through the crown of your head and shooting up through the roof of your house and into the atmosphere, heading for your mother star, shooting out into space through our solar system, through our Milky Way galaxy, out and out and out, this thread of light heading straight for your mother star. And there she is. You plunge into her, going deep all the way to the core, to the heart of your mother star. And there you stay and breathe with her. A couple of breaths. And then with your next exhale, bringing down the mother star energy, reeling it back in, the thread coming back through space, through the Milky Way galaxy, through our own solar system. There is Earth, our blue planet. And at the speed of light practically coming through the atmosphere, through the clouds, through the roof of your house, through the crown of your head, back into your heart space. And then I invite you to open your arms wide, Feel in your heart center, star fire, earth fire, and your soul fire, and your human heart fire, all coming together, swirling. And just sense the field around you. Sense the field around you as friendly and supportive. and the field within you divided by the barrier of your skin, the field within you, friendly and supportive. Great goddess, I thank you, Lady of Avalon, Lady Hiawatha of this land. Thank you for your guidance and your presence, Lady Bridget. Rhiannon, Lady Donu, the great fairy queen. We thank you. And all the spirits of earth, air, fire, water, and of all the plants and flowers, animals, birds. And thank you for each other. May this day bring great joy and blessings to all. Blessed be. Okay. Thank you, everyone.